I'd like to do something a little bit different today. I, I do receive a couple of emails, and um, we've done in the past reading out, we've had a whole series once on reading our emails, and um, many of the emails can teach us many things, and this particular email I feel, it just hit me for a few reasons. Number one, I feel it's something that Many people have this question, but maybe don't have the guts to ask the Shaila. Or maybe they don't know who to ask, or maybe this I don't know, they don't feel they can ask. I also feel that this is something that talks very much to me and to us as a yeshiva together, because this, I believe, is very much what we do over here. So I'd like to read out the email. A disclaimer, I am not going to do justice to the email. I did ask permission before I mentioned the email. Obviously, I'm not going to mention any names, but... I asked permission, I said that, you know, it's such a hush of an email, instead of just, you know, giving a reply when there's a limit to how much I can type and, you know, write a reply, I'd rather give it in the oven of a she. I feel that the oilam could gain, I think it will be a chizik to the oilam, and to myself, and uh, hopefully to the person that wrote it, I'm hoping that it will do justice to uh, what she wrote. So the email goes like this. I got the email right before Yontif. Hi, I know it's Erev Pesach. I'm going to read the whole email and maybe we'll split it into two parts. I know it's Sarah Pesach and it's super busy. Please don't answer me until after the Chag. Just needed to get this confusion off my chest. I grew up in a yeshivish community, went to Beis Yaakov. We learned that the ideal way of living is that your husband should learn forever. And you should try to separate yourself from this world. We learn all about these gedolim that learned all day and hardly set, slept, etc. I'm very confused because there are many ways and different types of Jews and afshkofers. Is there any ideal way to live? Let's say someone can't learn all day. Should they feel less than? But what can they do? God didn't give them the ability. Can you explain what a person is supposed to strive for in Yiddishkeit? How does one know what their potential is? Also, in context... I grew up in a very Litvish old school home. My mother is a very straight and very much do without asking questions. Also, my brother-in-laws are these intense yeshiva guys. I feel like they're missing that emotions, emotional side to them. They don't know how to connect with people. They're just not real. Why is that? After seminary and a hard period in my life, I started listening to your speeches and others, which opened me up to a whole new world, where you can ask questions and be real. I learned practical things to incorporate into my life. It just made Torah alive. Instead of learning and not understanding, sometimes I feel like my parents are just not real. They're just yeshivish. I'm in, a, I'm in Shidduchim, and I'm really just confused. I want a guy... Someone who's connected to God, not just doing it because that's what you have to do. Someone who's really connected. My mother tells people that I need someone not as yeshivish, a guy into like Kirov. Why does it have to be that way? That if you ask philosophical questions, a little more open-minded, you're just not yeshivish. My parents and siblings feel like this new chenach is making people carefree and making people chill out. Is that true? Thank you in advance. A packed email. Mamish, uh, somebody suggested we give a series on this email, which really we should. By the way, kola kavod to her for reaching out and asking such a question. I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. Like I said, a lot of people will not have the guts to ask or whatever it is. They feel like, ah, you know, who am I? You know, maybe people have these feelings inside. Maybe we had these feelings. Baruch Hashem, you guys are here, so you're doing something about it, Baruch Hashem. But there are many people out there that feel this way. Like, how does it work? Now, 
I am not going to do justice to this email. It's impossible in the 15 minutes that we have right now to be able to try to answer such an email. And there are many, many different parts of it. And of course, to know someone's upbringing and to know exactly the intricate details of where they're coming from and how they were brought up and exactly which direction they're going and what they experienced in their lives and the various trauma that may have happened to them and all sorts of things that contributed to where we are hearing this email today. It's impossible to answer it, you know, in a specific way. It needs to be done in an individual manner. However, I'm going to answer in a general way as, you know, vague and as specific as it could possibly be without getting into too much trouble. You know, don't want to be too controversial. But just try to get to the ideas of where, where we could try to answer this from as follows. First of all, impossible, you know, to, to, to sort of sum this up in, in a moment or two. But just to realize, you know, it's true and there's no question about it. And we say it here very openly. And it's something that everyone should know and everyone should internalize. Torah is the greatest thing in the world. There is no Shaila in the world. And this we know from Chazal, so many places, Talmud Torah Keneged Kulam. There is nothing greater in the world than learning Torah, than Torah itself. As Chazal tell us, the very first Rashi in Parshish Bereshis, very clearly, Bereshis Bora Bishvil Torah. The, to- the world was created for Torah. The blueprint of the world was Torah. That means the world that we look at, the world that we live in, the blueprint that created it is the Torah. There is nothing greater. And there is nothing greater in the world than a person sitting and learning Torah. And at the moment that you are sitting learning Torah, those of you that have learned Tanya Perik, you've done it very clearly. That you get connected, your mind gets connected, your one Kaviyachu with the Rabbi Shalom. It is the greatest thing in the world. And we'll speak about it, I'm sure, before Shavuos. We'll look a little bit more before Kabbalah said Torah to understand the greatness of learning Torah. So while that is true, a person also has to understand his capabilities. A person has to understand for what was he created. Anyone that's opened any of the Muslims for him, that we have in the base measures that there are available. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling how much you see this, whether it's Rashi's Chachma, whether it's Yisait V'Shosh, Ravodah, Orchot, Sadiqim, whatever it is you open, you'll find the same thing again and again. Why were we created? Of course, everyone has his personal mission. Everybody has the reason that he was created in the world that nobody else can do. That you're on this world, that doing something that nobody else can do, that means the Rabbani Shalom put you here because he needed you. And nobody else can accomplish what you're going to accomplish. And you have to accomplish that. But, very clear, that the greatest goal is Yiras Hashem, Hashem, closeness to the Rabbi Shalom, connecting with Hashem, Tikkun Amidus, as the Vilna Goin says, the entire creation was created to Masakin Amidus, says the Vilna Goin, or as the Maral puts it, to be able to connect with the Rabbi Shalom, with others, and of course with ourselves, says the Maral. There are so many Maramakoimists to understand that we were created in order to connect with the Rabbi Shalom. So yes, learning Torah is the greatest thing that a person can do. However, if a person at whatever stage, with Das Torah, with the understanding of where he's holding, in a real emistic way, can connect to understand, okay, maybe learning Torah the whole day is not something that I can do at this moment of time. Again, with the direction of Das Torah, with this Rebbeim, to understand that way, then his tachlis would now be to be whatever it is. Whether it's to work, whether it's to do chesed, whether it's to do both. Of course, learning Torah has to be done every single day, whatever stage you are and whatever you're doing. But at the end of the day, to say that the only person is sitting and learning the whole day, that's it, and everything else is a bit of the you've got to be very careful. Because sometimes people do grow up with that idea 
and girls have a big, big problem. I, I've dealt with situations where girls have got married with this idea that your husband has to be in koilal, and that's life. And the moment the husband comes home, oh, he's scared to do so, by the way, and say, um, I, I think I'm done. Like, I did whatever I could, I tried, my rebellion have told me that, you know, I did my best, now I need to spend a few hours working, of course, learning of other, that's the Ika, secondary, top, you have to make a parnasa, whatever it may be. Everyone according to his madrega, they, they, they break down. They have a nervous breakdown. This is it. The, the marriage falls apart. Because everything they've been taught was Torah, 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 which it is. And it is 100%. There's no question about it. Torah keeps the world going. It keeps us going. It breathes breath into our neshama. Without that, who knows how we would live. But, a person has to know his own koichas and nefesh. And at the end of the day, as I said, if you learn the Svarim Akadoshim, it's very, very clear that our job, our tachlis, what we're doing here, is in order to connect to the Rabbi Shalom. Is to connect, to have Avas Hashem, to have Yiris Hashem. That's what it's all about. Avada, through Torah, very often, that's how it can be done. But there are other ways as well, as we'll talk about, maybe. To get to the next part, again, it's all connected, but there are different parts over here. This idea that asking questions, this idea that if you ask questions, you're a little bit out of the box, and you're not so yeshivish, is also a very, very difficult thing to understand. You know, when we go to Parsha Shemini, which we just had not long ago, and you look at the Aveya of Nadav Avi and what they did, right, which the Torah is a very interesting Lashon, we hear it sometimes outside. We should never hear it, but unfortunately we do hear it as well. That the whole Kol Beis Yisrael, were in mourning. Nadav Avi, what did they do? They bought an Eish Zora. They bought a very foreign fire, a shaloit sibo Hashem, which God did not command. You look at the Marishah, the Marishah says, Avada, they were right, but they should have waited for Moshe Rabbeinu. What does that mean? What did Nadab Abiyu do? They brought a fire, they brought something, they wanted to bring a carbon, they wanted to get close to the Rabbeinu Shalom. That was their goal! They were tzaddikim! You know who Nadab Abiyu were? It was unbelievable time, we can't even comprehend who they were. They were looking to get closer to Hashem. There's no shiloh about it. They weren't doing something in their mind that was wrong. Marshal says they were right, bad sin. They should have just waited for Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay, different before say different things. But the idea in the basic way was, they were looking to serve Hashem. They wanted to get close to Hashem. But the question is, how do you serve Hashem? The way you want? The way that's comfortable for you? The way that you feel you should do? There was a certain modern innovation that they were trying to do. They should have waited for the Rebbeim, the way to Das Torah. They should have waited for Moshe Rabbeinu, the teacher of all of Klal Yisrael. And they did it on their own. That's the problem. Which means that sometimes in Klal Yisrael, we have to make changes. But those changes have to be Alpi Torah. They have to be Alpi Das Torah. They have to be done in the correct way. Otherwise, it's a very dangerous thing. There's a Merdika Marel. The Marel in Prague writes a Netzach Yisrael, a beautiful thing. Listen to what he says. The Marel says, and he foretold already, that according to the Hashkocha Protest, the way the Rabboni Shloilam created the world on the divine plan of history, most Yidden, says the Marel, pre-Moshiach, will actually be not religious. As the Marel already said many, many, many years ago. And he said, ultimately, these Yidden will be lost and eventually they will make their independent decision to do tshuva and to go back to the way of Torah and mitzvahs of their forefathers. And he says the Maral, this chain of events is very necessary. You know why? Because if all Yidin would just serve Hashem because that's what our parents do and their parents did and that's fair and this, 
then Mashiach would greet a Klal of robots. Push it, you press the button, autopilot, and you go. Shachris, Mimcha, Marev, Shabbos, Brachas. You just go through the autopilot, through the motion. No, that's not what the Rabbi Nishan wants. It's not what Mashiach wants to greet. Mashiach says the Maral wants to greet a Klal Yisrael that are excited about Yiddishkeit, that have a connection to Yiddishkeit and the Rabbi Nishan and his Torah. How do we do that? By sometimes making our own decisions. Says the Maral, that's the Pshat. Why specifically, pre-Mashiach, there'll be so many Bali Tshuvas as we're seeing today so clearly that people are making their own decisions and I think we'll go a stage further to say what we're seeing today and I see this myself on my travels around the world and the emails that I receive that people are looking for questions, they're looking for, they're looking for shaykhahs, they're looking for connection. It wasn't enough. Like it used to be, you just opened up a Gemara and you went. And that was it. Rabbi Chaim Velozhin made the yeshivas for a specific reason. Rabbi Shal Salanda created the Muslim movement. Why? What wasn't working? What wasn't happening? They, they were learning. Rabbi Vigdor Miller says it clearly. They opened up a Gemara. They learned Musa. No one needed Musa Seder. Who needed Musa? You needed Musa. Abad, there was a Musa Sharma. People learned it. But there was no specific Seder of learning Musa. You learned it. Open up a Gemara. You learn. But Rabbi Shal Salanda saw that it was getting weak. We need to do something. The Heiliger Baal Shantav HaKadosh. What did the Baal Shantav HaKadosh do? What did he do? I'm not getting involved now between the Baal Shantav HaKadosh and the Vilna Goin. But what did he do to, in order to, to set up something that he saw necessary? The Heiliger Baal Shantav HaKadosh understood that the Mahalach that Klali saw was taking until then, which worked tremendously, seemed to be weakening. And people just weren't getting it. And what used to work for people just to open up a Gemara and go, just wasn't going. And the Boshad of HaKadosh understood, Baruch Kodshoi, that Klali Yisrael need more than that to be able to connect. They need the, the davening, they need the simcha. They need so much more. They need that shaykhahs with the Rebbe. They need the shaykhahs with the Rabbi Yisraelim that doesn't necessarily come from a black Gemara, which can and should. And so many tzaddikim and so many Rebbe's even now are starting to go back to this idea. We need Torah. We need to machazik more in Torah. More learning and more learning. And they're doing it because they're seeing that it's also working. So there needs to be changes sometimes, but it needs to be done with Gedolei Ador. It needs to be done with Tzadikim and the Manhigi Ador in such an important way to understand what they were doing. The Rabbanishim does not want a robot. The Chazanish once went up to a Bacha. He was putting on tefillin. And he asked this Bacha the following. This is a Hosh of a Bacha sitting in Yeshiva learning all day. And he said, tell me something. Are you going to get schar for putting on tefillin? The Bacha says, I hope so. I assume so. He says, how are you going to get schar? But not as much as someone that has a shyness, should he put on tefillin or not. Because it's like almost, it's not natural. Like for, for many, many people, putting on tefillin in the morning is a natural thing to do. It's not like, should I put on tefillin today? Should I not put on tefillin today? It's like, of course I'm going to put on tefillin. There's no bechira even, almost. There's almost no bechira in that. Which means that the chazanish, I value get schar for putting on tefillin. But the schar of something that you have to make a choice of your own and think about is the correct, incredible way of a person realizing that he can connect with the Rabbi Yisraelim on such an amazing thing. The Gemara tells us, why was the Beis HaMikdash destroyed? Okay? The Gemara asks this kasha, They didn't make Birchas HaToyah. You know what that means? That means Avada they learned. They didn't say they didn't learn Torah. Avada they learned Torah. They were learning Basavada Gedola. They just didn't make the Bracha first. What does that mean? They weren't thinking what they were doing. They were doing it, but they weren't thinking. Hence, they weren't making a bracha in that case. The Heilige Chayza Mulablin, who were by the cave not so long ago, the Heilige Chayza, when he was younger, 
would sit next to the Rebbe of Shmelka. When the Rebbe of Shmelka was learning, so the Rebbe of Shmelka asked the Chayza, do me a favor. When I'm learning, every six, seven, or eight minutes, tug me on my sleeve. Just tug me on my sleeve. And just remind me that there's a Rabbi Nishlelem. Can you imagine? The Rebbe of Shmelka, his level of learning, we, we, we don't even, we, we can't understand it. We were talking about Sadiqim Yisoyed Olam of the Tanya. Sadiqim Yisoyed Olam Mamash of Shmelka. But he was worried that in the middle of his learning, which was talking to the Rabbi Nishlelem, Kabiyachal, He's going to forget there's a Rabbi Shalom. So the Chayza had to remind him every one time the Chayza was about to hold his sleeve and he says, Yaki Yitzchak, I, I know, I know. But he had to think about it. He calls me up from LA. He says to me, he met a guy who learned 17 hours a day, Bahasmada Gedoyla, 17 hours a day. He went over to the guy, he says, tell me, when was the last time you talked to Hashem? I said, I don't have time for that. I'm learning all day. Who has time for that? We don't have time. One of the greatest insults, by the way, we can give... Anyone is, I have no time for you. It's the greatest insult. Right? The greatest insult you can give someone that you have a connection to or want a connection to is say, I don't have time. What do we say to the Rabbani Shalom? The Rabbani Shalom wants us to ask. He wants us to be involved. There is no one Mahalach. Elu ve'elu divalikim chaim shivim ponen So many ways. The Rabbani Shalom wants each of us to look inside of ourselves and see where we're holding. What are we good at? What can we do in a real way? In a, in a, not in a superficial, cheap, you know, letting ourselves down or selling ourselves cheap way. But a real mahalach to understand exactly what are we doing in this world. Ask question one of the greatest things. He learned the chinuch, for example, of the mitzvah. Look at it, kufya test. The mitzvah over there talks about the korbanus and how tamim is help everyone. Talks about the mitzvah of salt, putting salt with the korban. How important it is to have taste. People need it. People are desperate. People are enjoying it. To enjoy something, you put a bit of salt, it changes the whole flavor. Says the Chinuch, our mitzvahs, our Torah, our Yiddishkeit have to be the same. It's the same in the way that you put a bit of salt there, it changes the carbon, so do you put a bit of reason behind something. It doesn't make someone less yeshivish. Now again, to be clear, there are many people who are yeshivish, who are in the quote-unquote system, who are doing amazingly. And they're steiging and they're connected with the Rabbi Yishalaylam. They really are. When I was in recently in Lakewood, I dove into one of the shuls over there, and Sully, who I was with, said, commented to me, did you see that guy over there? Uh, Ernst Bocha, real Ehrlich Bocha, who's sitting by Smodda 3, 4, maybe even Sodorim a day, and his davening was amazing. He was connected to the Rabbi Nishalolim. So yes, there are many people who are yeshivish, who are gavaldic, who are takah mamish serving the Rabbi Nishalolim, but simcha rabba, which is moridik. That's what the Rabbi Nishalolim wants. Simcha, simcha, simcha. But we have to think. We have to think for ourselves. It doesn't make us less. Faket, it makes us more. When we have the ability to ask, when the ability to serve the Rabboni Shalom, because we want to get connected. When you want something or you want a relationship, you ask questions, you try to figure it out. What do you do on a Shidduch date? When you're dating a girl, you're going to be asking questions. Why? Because I want to know about her. I want to understand her. If you want to understand the Rabboni Shalom and his Torah and Yiddishkeit, ask questions. Never be embarrassed. It doesn't make you less yeshivish. It doesn't make you on a lower level. I don't think this girl necessarily needs someone that's involved in chino, in kirov. She needs someone who's connected, someone that's thought about his life and his Yiddishkeit and his connection to the Rabbi Nishon and his Torah. It's the greatest thing in the world. And that's what's going to bring Moshiach, says the Maral. That's bringing Moshiach. Every single one of us over here that's sitting in yeshiva, 
and we're sitting to understand what is the Das Hashem, what does the Rabbeinu Shalom want from us? By opening up a Gemara and the Rishonim, and he said, Each one, whatever we're doing, it's Muyadik, it's Gavaldik. Enjoy it, sap it in, because this is what's going to make us connected. That's what the Rabbeinu Shalom wants to see before Mashiach, and that's what Mashiach wants to greet, says the Maral. He wants to greet a Yiddishkeit, a, 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 a Jewish nation that are connected because they think about what they're doing. They understand what they're doing. And that's the Gaval de Gazach. End with one last thing. And I would just say as well, if any of you want to send in a question, maybe sometimes people are embarrassed to ask, you know, whatever it is. Set, no? Okay, you know, maybe there are people who are listening that want to send it in for next Sunday's share. Write it in, Rabbi Sai. R-A-W at BaseDavid, B-E-I-S, David.com. R-A-W at BaseDavid.com. Maybe on Sunday, we'll have another email. But Rabbi Sai, I want to end with one last thing. And that is something that Sarah Shnira, which incredibly, what she did for Kalal Yisrael, what she did for B'nai Yisrael, and this is the Beisiyak of God that's asking the Kasha. So, something she said that propelled her to start the Beisiyak of movement, where would Kalal Yisrael be without the Beisiyak of movement today? So Ishnir has said the following, even though she was never herself, as we know, Zoycha to children, and when she died in 1935, she left this world with hundreds and hundreds of Jewish girls walking after her own incredible, incredible thing, what she accomplished for the world. We're still seeing the Paris Ado Yom in an incredible way. At the age of 13 years old, she finished school, and she wanted to continue but her parents had no money, there was no way of continuing. So she just, because for no other option, she became a seamstress. And she wrote a diary. And I just want to tell you one thing she wrote in her diary. She wrote that people, and again, after being a seamstress and, you know, I guess, tailoring people's clothing and, you know, all sorts of things, she, she I guess, saw this firsthand. People are such perfectionists when it comes to the clothing of their bodies. Are they so particular when they address the needs of their soul? And that's something to remember as well, Rabbi Isai. We're here for a purpose. We're here for a reason. Let's think about the Yiddishkeit. Let's think about ourselves. Think about what we can become and how connected we can be. That's what the Rabbi wants from us. And again, if you want to send an email, raw at com. Have a wonderful week.